We are so glad that you were listening to the Temple of God International podcast. We as a family are praying for you and we believe that this is just the word that you need. God bless you. Hallelujah. Isn't it beautiful? To the glory of God. I will ask that every one of you be part of what God is doing. Look for something practically in the house of God and do. Amen and amen. amen. There comes a time in life that this very thing or what you have done for the Lord practically, you can use it as a point of reference. Glory be to God. The story, we have the story of Hezekiah. That when they need be, he reminded God of what he has done. The Bible will also have us know that after we have received Christ, we have to give an account to what we have done. Glory be to God. Amen and amen. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we bless and we magnify your holy name this morning in this place. Take your place in this auditorium, in our lives. Fill this auditorium. Let it affect us in the name of Jesus. May the heavens be open over us. Bless us accordingly. What a good God, what a merciful Father. And even as I stand, Father, the saints that have gathered here, they have gathered because of you. So I pray in the name of Jesus that you grant me clarity of speech. Anoint me true and true. I surrender every member of my body as an instrument of righteousness. Use me, O Lord, for your glory. Father, the receptivities here varies. But Father, be in absolute control. Let me talk and you do what you do best. We bless you and we thank you in Jesus' mighty name. Satan, the Lord rebuke you. You have no part in this assembly. Leave the children of God alone. Let the word of God have its free course. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, it's just um, the message on our preparation is not ended yet. But then I've been asked to make an important announcement. Glory be to God. Are you ready for an announcement? Amen and amen. Okay, please. I've interrupted the series that our dear sister is sharing with us. Very, very important. Are you there with me? Very, very important. Let us not forget that. But there are things that I believe every one of you should know. That would really, really help you. So today, just for a short while, okay, I just want to bring your attention to certain truth and make sure you do it on a weekly basis. Glory be to God. In Matthew chapter 6, Matthew chapter 6, you know, our God is a good God. Do you believe it? Say, my God is a good God. Hallelujah. And his ways are not our ways. Isaiah chapter 55 says it. So anytime you have an insight into his ways, please, please, please make use of it. Are you there with me? Make use of it. You know, there are various ways of deliverance. There are various ways of breakthroughs. Are you there with me? But one of the permanent sure ways is when you get an insight into certain things. Are you there? Or when certain things is revealed unto you. Sometimes in life, there are certain things that are pinching. There are certain things that... I mean, you need a breakthrough. There are certain things that you need. And if God gives you an insight, that's it. He says he reveals to redeem. So I pray in the name of Jesus that today you would understand me. Are you there with me? And begin to hit these things constantly, looking unto Jesus. Are you there? Don't look unto anyone. Looking unto Jesus. Because you're a survivor. Are you there with me? If many more will come in. If by next week we come and people have queued up. 2,000 people, we don't even have anywhere to put them. We may have to go to the field and have a field service and all that. 
Your survival is very important. Are you there with me? Because you find out that the discipleship program, God just touches a few and out of them, you get it, out of them. One very important thing that I cannot overemphasize is preaching, teaching, and healing. These are the secrets of Jesus. When Jesus came, are you there with me, to redeem us? When Jesus came to restore us to God, when Jesus came to reconcile us back to our maker, he used preaching, teaching, and healing. And you will notice something interesting, that whilst preaching is going on many times, many times, sometimes your attention, are you there with me, will leave the message. Sometimes, sometimes you don't even comprehend what the message is about and that. But just staying in the midst of it is staying in the presence of God. Number one secret. Many years ago, a pastor taught us to create an atmosphere. We take preaching and we play it everywhere. Let me tell you something. Are you ready for the number one shocker? Preaching, are you there, carries the presence of God. Right now, you may not understand me. You may not understand my eyes. You may not understand. But just staying here, are you there with me? It makes something to you. And whatever happens to you is beneficial. It's profitable. Is somebody hearing me? Now, the Bible tells us about the presence of God in old times in the form of an ark. And it was captured and David was retrieving it, bringing it back to Jerusalem. But unfortunately, somebody died alongside. So David says, if the presence of God is such that somebody will die, then I don't want it. And he ended up in a man's house called Obededom. Now, the Bible has given us specific reference of this man and his household. The Bible says that the ark of the Lord, which represents the presence of God, he stayed in Obededom's house for three months. The presence of God stayed in somebody's house for three months. And the neighbors saw visibly, clearly, that God has blessed this man. And all of us, we are not far from it. All of us, we are not far from it. All of, every one of you can be blessed. Three months, three months. Now David says, I want it. David knew something that the others didn't know. He knew where the presence is. So he said, now I'm going to take it from his house. The Bible says the words that were used was that neighbors saw that God has bled Obededom and all that he has. Okay. Now, sometimes I form these pictures. Sometimes I just tarry in the word. Are you there? I've come to realize that one of the... First, and if you have anger problem, you have financial problem, you have a lot of, you can deliver yourself. Sometimes I can read the Bible, read the Bible, read the Bible. You get to a point that you can't take it. Yeah, it's the demons going out. Read the, if I know you can't take it, you can't take it. You can't, you don't feel like reading or some feel like sleeping. Read, read, they, they will go. They will go. If I know that things will change. A lot of the time we read one verse of scripture, this and that and that. So sometimes when I'm reading my Bible, I, act, I allow my mind to be creative. Are you there with me? Now, the sort of house that Obededom will live in is not the sort that we have now. Is somebody understanding me? It might be a form of a compound house or a farmhouse. Are you there with me? And if it's a farmhouse, then that means that you will see like chickens, free range, homestead. You get it? You see chicken running about. You see, you know, all these uh, cattle and whatever he has. What, what. And the, if the Bible says, okay, the Bible says all that he had, that means that the neighbors could even see his cattle. The neighbors could even see his chicken walking around and say, that, no, this man, there is something. And the Bible says it was because of the presence. Are you there with me? Because of the presence. And David being smart, the Bible says that when he heard it, he was told, People will talk about you. I say, after this message, people will talk about you. Amen. When David heard it, he says, I want it. And that is the attitude. That's the can do. That's the thing that every one of you desire to be blessed. The Bible talks about Jacob and how he desired the blessings of God. 
Are you there with me? And the Bible says that as a result, in the book of Hebrews, the Bible says that as a result, God preferred him. So don't be indifferent. Don't be like the sort of person that you don't want a blessing. Desire to be blessed. Now, in this modern day, one of the principal ways in which God's presence is felt is when preaching is captured. Have it on you. These messages that are sent is for your benefit. After it's being recorded, it's being sent. Be playing it. Create an atmosphere. And on Wednesday, we'll go into detail things that happen unconsciously. Things that happen in the spiritual realm when preaching is going on. Is somebody hearing me? Is somebody hearing me? Yes. yes, but not today. Today, I just want you to look very carefully at three things that causes God to bless you openly, like Obededom. Three simple things. Do it on a weekly basis. Find yourself in a ministry. Jasmine, you should, you should be singing. Taryn, what ministry are you in? I think you do well in prayer. Hmm? Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm campaigning for certain people. <laughs> Glory be to God. Now, please look very carefully. You see, in life, many times, we do things which are not rewarding. But today, let it change. Let something drop in your spirit. Are you there? And work with that faith. That faith is... If you notice that God says this very thing, when you do it, I will show everybody that I bless you. Then that's the thing that we should do more. Isn't it? We do, we keep on doing all sorts of things. We keep on doing all sorts of things and it doesn't bring us, but rather, it leads to regret. <coughs> Sorry. It leads to regret and disappointment. In Matthew chapter 6, let me read very quickly. We're going to read probably 1 to 18, and I'm going to add just my few opinions to it. But it's going to just be the pure word of God. But I pray that may something be revealed unto you. And as you do it, you see very clearly in these instructions that you are doing it unto God and not unto any man. So it's like, it's not man's service. I'm not looking at my husband. I'm not looking at my wife. I'm not doing it for my child. I'm, not, I'm doing it directly to God. And the Bible says that if you are able to do that directly to God, heaven will come at your aid. But heaven will not come at your aid without visible and tangible proofs. Is somebody hearing me? I read from verse 1. This is, depending on the Bible that you have, it's all red letter. It starts the Beatitude or Sermon on the Mount. Okay, it starts from Matthew chapter 5 all through to Matthew chapter 7. At one sitting, are you there with me? At one sitting, Jesus preached. Okay, and when they were putting it together, Matthew put it together and he had 119 verses. All in red letters. Matthew chapter 5 to Matthew chapter 7, and there's no black letter in there. It's all in red letters. It's just Jesus' preaching. Luke also recorded it, but Luke recorded it in 50-something verses, but it is in Luke chapter 6. He picked out, <coughs> sorry, certain part of it. Okay, so I read. The Bible says that, Take heed that ye do not your arms before men. Arms, let me just stop there. Arms is given. I, that's your charitable deeds, okay? To be seen of them. Otherwise, he have no reward, reward of your father in heaven. That means that when we are doing our charitable deeds, when you read the plain Bible, the amplified Bible, okay, it tells us that our arms is our giving. And when we do it before men, for men to see, God doesn't reward us, okay? Then he goes on to say, therefore, when you do thine arms, are you there with me? Let it be yours, okay? Do not sound a trumpet before thee, as the hypocrite do in the synagogue and in the street, that they, may, that they may have glory of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. Verse 3, it says that, but when you do it, arms, let not your left hand 
Know what your right hand doeth, and thine arms may be in secret, and thy father which seeth in secret shall reward you openly. Number one, God has put his seal on giving. God has put his seal on giving. But the giving is such that we don't give and blow trumpet. On the way to work, on the way when you meet someone and you have to help someone, you don't go and blow your trumpet. It is said that figuratively, don't even left, don't even let your left hand or your right hand see what your each hand is doing. What he's trying to say is that let it be totally to God. The reason why I'm stopping to help you, the reason why I am helping you is because of God. If it's because of any other sin, you have your reward. Your reward ends there. Nothing comes. Are you there with me? In other words, when you study this portion of scripture very carefully, it tells us that <coughs> it tells us that there are certain reactions after giving. After giving, there are certain reactions. Is somebody is somebody understanding me? Because you will notice that he says, when you do it, the corresponding action is that God will step in. But God will step in only when you do it God's way. Understood? Should I go on? Let me just say something here. You know, there are certain things. Yesterday, our brother Dennis, you celebrated your birthday. Glory be to God. I don't know how old you are, but when we were growing, are you there with me, in the house of God, we were taught to build altars. Are you there with me? And at the back of the church, I remember, somewhere on Old Kent Road, there was an announcement book. Are you there? And on our birthdays, we come and build altars. Oh, I'm giving the Lord I'm giving the Lord, I'm giving the Lord 1,000 pounds for my birthday. You don't even have to write your name. You don't have to write your name because it's unto God. Building of altars is a must. We don't just celebrate our birthday like that. Sometimes some people pick an orphanage and they go and spend their birthday with them. Unto God. Unto God. Sometimes you can pick any other thing. Tell oh, you, you don't have. I'm cooking on my birthday. This neighbor, you could tell that they are really, really struggling. Or these people, I see them standing about and they are really struggling. Come with me. Let's go to uh, Nandus. Let's go to the Nudu Bar. Let's go to this place and that. I'm celebrating my birthday with you. You pick those that cannot do it back. Don't choose those that after you have done it, next week they also call you. Let's go for a return match. That one, you don't have any reward. Is somebody hearing me? You are preaching. Giving is something which is a must along the way. You see, many of us do not get financial breakthroughs because it is only Peter who was ready to jump onto the water. They were all in the boat. One man of God says that God said to him that Matthew chapter 14, what happened? That is the same steps that people get financial breakthroughs. Because many, many, many cannot trust God. Many, many, many cannot sacrifice the Isaac. Because the Isaac is what you want. Now the Isaac is what you have to put on the altar for God to bless you more. How many people can do that? So very few people get financial breakthroughs. Very few people can get financial When our sister stood here, as if it's a joke, she says giving time is happy time. Giving time is happy time. Giving time is happy time. Because giving time... I see people are sad. Because they are not ready to jump onto the boat. How about if I sink? How about if I doesn't come back? Say, cast your bread upon the water. It takes a strong faith. It's a demonstration of faith. And the Bible says that God is looking. It's not time to be ranting about. Oh, that when I went today, I gave 20 pounds. So that's why the pastor is laughing. Oh, today when I went, um, this thing, I, I'm a giver in the church. So, see, when you do that, yes, you have a reward. But your reward is within men. Are you there with me? What are some of the rewards within men? Probably the pastor will be preaching and calls your name. That's it. That's it. 
That's it. But is that all that we want? No. No, no, no. No. You see, let me just say this right there. As part of our outreach, whether you like it or not, people are looking at us. People are looking at us. Merrily, many years ago, um, I was taught in pastoral school that even if you are broke, don't show it. Make pastoral ministry attractive. <laughs> you get it? You don't have to come, oh, I'm not even eating. <laughs> I don't even know what you are going to eat this afternoon. Put on your best clothes, dress very, and, and you represent yourself. <laughs> and I got some young men who believed some time back following me. And all that they taught or all that they knew is that I was extremely rich. Extremely rich. But you see, it's a principle. It's not man's standard. It's an act of faith. If you listen to the Copelands, they said before they found oil on their compound, they were teaching about prosperity. Then suddenly, just imagine a pastor's, a pastor's land found oil there. Solomon was a pastor. I met a gentleman the other time. He says, oh, I'm, this, I'm the giver of the this and this. I said, yeah, Solomon was also a giver. So don't think if you are a pastor and you have a business and you are, you are the highest giver in the church, that doesn't, are you there with me? But make sure that it's not mass for somebody to see. Otherwise, it will be like a gossip. And that is the level. And that level isn't, I mean, it wouldn't add life. It wouldn't add breath. It wouldn't add any supernatural help to us. Is somebody hearing me? Yes. So it's such that every time your focus should be on God, that God, I'm doing it because of you. God, I'm helping this person because of you. Lord, I'm giving this organization because of you. And there are different types of giving. But make sure you are not influenced. Is somebody hearing me? Yes. Make sure you are not influenced. Make sure you don't want to create a name for yourself. But if you create a name, let heaven recourse it. In Jesus' name. Let's go to the next one. The next sure thing. So every week, look for a way to give arms. Every week, look for a way to give arms. Every week, look for a way to give arms. The next one, it says that, and when thou prayest, Another sure way is prayers. Thou shalt not be like the hypocrites, because hypocrites love to pray. How do you know they are hypocrites? Because they love to pray standing in the synagogue and in the corners of the street that they may be seen of men. Verily I say unto you, they have their reward. Their reward is that men knows that I'm a prayer warrior. You know, sometimes when we come to church, like we are praying, and somebody will just raise his voice. I all these things is a man show. I hear someone who speak loud. I'm not saying that when we pray, speak loud or don't speak loud. Or, but a lot of the things is to catch people's attention. But in secret, what exactly is happening? Are you there with me? Then it goes on to hear. Okay. They have their reward. Verse 6. It goes, verse 7 says that it says, When thou pray, do not use vain repetition as the hiddens do. For they sing that they shall be heard in much speaking. Verse 8 says that be not ye therefore like unto them. For your fathers knoweth what you need before you ask him. Let me just stop there. Please take note. Jasmine, do you have your Bible? So how would you remember all these things? It's being recorded. Please, this is a key. This is a key. Why prayer is important. Why prayer is important. See, look, look at this verse again. Look at this verse again. Therefore, be not like unto them. Who is he talking about? He's talking about the hypocrites. He's talking about the vain repetition. He's talking about the pretenders. Are you there with me? As they are praying, even their heart is not with God or whatever it is. Now, he says that 
For the Father knows what you need. Who? That the Father knows what you need, but still the Father wants you to ask him. So if you don't pray, you have your own self. Just imagine. Sandra, what do you need? You can't spell it out, but God knows. But you are not getting it unless you ask. That's what this verse of scripture is trying to say. Before we ask him. So God knows, say God knows. God knows. What, I what I need. He's waiting for me to ask. See, let me just tell you something here. Sometimes people don't pray, they don't take this thing. And see, when you see people praying and God rewarding them openly, you are seeing signs that God is with someone, then they are jealous. Listen, in Job 21, I think so, the Bible says that some people do not pray because they don't believe God. They do not pray because they don't believe God. Are you there with me? So, if I am not praying, in short, I am demonstrating or I am speaking silently out or my signs are showing that I don't, rather be, I don't believe in God. Are you there with me? Now, Jesus speaking, telling us how you can be blessed openly. How the Obededon blessing can be repeated. Openly, one of the sure ways is prayer. One of the sure ways is prayer. But what sort of prayer is he talking about? Is he talking about group prayer? No. What sort of prayer is he talking about? He's talking about prayers in the closet, our secret prayer. Because if you do well in the closet, it will show. You get it? If you do well in the closet, when we meet, when the guys come out to play, you show up. Friday, when we are praying, you show up. I remember when we were growing up, there was a song. Georgie Podgy. Has anybody heard it before? Joshua, have you heard it before? It wasn't in your day. Georgie Podgy, Puddy and Pie, kissed the girls and made them cry. When the boys came out to play, Georgie Podgy ran away. <laughs> you find out that when the guys come out to play, then, Georgie Podgy is not a guy. But I'm, I turn it my own way. When the guys come out to pray, then Georgie Podgy is nowhere to be found. Georgie Podgy is nowhere to be found. But the girls too have to be alert and see those that will stand with you in times of storm and those that will not run away. It's just by the way. Now, let me give you a few things why we should pray. Number one is it's a direct command from God that everyone should pray. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18, the Bible says that praying always with all prayers and supplication in the spirit, watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplications of and supplication for the saints. So here in this verse of scripture, the Bible tells us that prayer is a command. Praying always with all prayers and supplication in the spirit. That is speaking in tongues. So if you are just no topic, blah, 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 it's, you are doing the command of God. It's an act of it. Are you there with me? If you are just there, you are praying in the spirit. It's an act of it. Are you there with me? And anytime you are doing the command of God, your life is pleasing to God. Is somebody hearing me? Number two, it's an appointed way to obtain things. Appointed way to obtain things. One verse of scripture is this verse of scripture that we have just read. The appointed way to obtain things in Jude, I beg your pardon, James chapter 4, verse 2. Look at what the Bible says. It says, He last, he have not, he kill. Are you there? He desire to have and cannot obtain. He fight and war. He have not because he asks not. You have not because you ask not. I mean, our Heavenly Father is lovely. Our Heavenly Father loves all of us. If you need something, go, oh, daddy. In the name of Jesus, this part of my body is hurting me. Oh, uh, daddy, this part of this, uh, the bills have gone up. Somebody was telling me recently that I used to top up on a monthly basis. Um, it's a, it's, it has smart meters or something at home and that and that. Just yesterday he was telling me at work. 
used to top up about 80 quid or so, and now it's about 150 quid. But you have to tell your heavenly daddy, heavenly father about it. You have to tell your heavenly father about it. You know, our father stopped the sun from going down. He stopped the sun from going down. Our God is good. During those times that he did that for Joshua, there wasn't all these smart meters and electricity and water bill and gas bill and all these bills, bills and that and that and that. It wasn't there. But he's not changed. Is somebody hearing me? And there's no variableness in him. Which number are we on? Number three. Now, Christians, Christianity has a model. If you say you are a Christian, then there should be something that governs your life. In the book of Acts, chapter 6, verse 4, it is spelled there. Peter said that we, the Christians, but we will give ourselves continually to prayer and the ministry of the word. That means every one of you, every morning, read a portion of the scripture and pray. Read a more portion. That is what makes you a Christian, not coming to church. Coming to church doesn't make you a Christian. I don't know any of you have a garage at home. Do you have a garage? Any of you? You stand outside your house and you do with your mouth. Then you go there. Does it make you a car? It doesn't make you a car. It doesn't make you a car. So coming to church doesn't make you a Christian. Uh-huh. Or probably after church, he says, okay, I feel like going to McDonald's and that we are not fasting. It. And you just enter there. It doesn't make you a hamburger. Uh-huh. Doesn't make you a beggar because you've gone to McDonald's. So coming to church doesn't make anything to you. It's what you do that makes you a Christian. Somebody hearing me. Yes. Number four reason why we should pray is that it's an example that Jesus set for us. The Bible says, according to Jesus, what he did in his time. In Mark chapter 1, verse 35, the Bible says that, and in the morning, rising up a great while before day, he, he, sorry, he went into a solitary place and prayed. Are you there with me? Rising up a great while before day, he went into a solitary place and prayed. The Bible also tells us in the book of Luke, chapter 6, verse 12, that before he made certain decisions, he prayed all night. He went evening to pray, and the tension was, or the answer, or the freeness of the spirit was not there. So he continued all night in prayer. This is what the word of God says. In Luke, chapter 6, verse 12, the Bible says that, and he came to, and it came to pass in those days, that he went out into a mountain to pray and continued all night in prayer. He went into a mountain and prayed. The Bible said during his time, many years ago, Ryan, you know what? Many years ago, sometimes people do not know where we have come from. When I saw in the book of Hebrews that Jesus was praying with strong cries and sound, we went to stand on a field around Vossor. If you know Vossor, 9M, Vossor there. There was uh, some cancer flags. I had some friends there, some believers. We'll go and stand there. And we'll be praying. Because we saw it in Hebrews that Jesus used to pray like that. If we have survived the times, if certain temptations couldn't come our way, and we have lived all this long in the Christendom with no scandal, with nothing, then you have to know that we, there are certain things that we believe. Is somebody telling me? Is somebody understanding me? You see, sometimes, right there, when you see a leader, when you see somebody falling, it's not their fault, but prayer has gone down. Because the things that, entra- the thing that entices to evil, it entices everybody. But the Bible says that it is prayer that, immune, that diffuses that tendency. Anybody at all can be unfaithful to their spouse. Anybody at all can But it is prayer. That's one of the things that we get in Christendom. Anybody at all can be tempted. Recently, somebody found, somebody left a large sum of money in a cab. 
Are you there? People were asking, why did he return the money and that and that and that. If it's even Christians are saying, why did he return the money? Pastors are saying, why did he return the money? That means that if it was you, you wouldn't return the money. Why did you do that? I found it anyway. I found it on a car park. It's nobody's money. I wouldn't go to the police station. He left it in my car. Manna from They have verses of scriptures to support all these things. But everybody can be tempted. But the Bible says that the sin that causes us to survive are you there? It neutralizes the effect of the temptation. It's prayer. Yes. Are you there with me? Many times I watch leaders that don't like praying. Are you there with me? Not that they are this, but I'm just scared for them. Is somebody hearing me? Is somebody learning something? Somebody being blessed? Yes. Okay. Now, number five. Do you have number five? What, what do you have, number one? Number two. Appointed way to obtain things. So one of the sure ways, look at that verse. I felt like stopping and giving you all these points. I mean, every one of you, every one of you, pray for your children. Fight for your children. Ask for your children. Ask for them. Are you there with me? Every one of you. Every one of you. Those of you who are not married yet. Draw a list of what you want. Are you there? Those of you in school, make what you want, where you want to work, the organization. Pray for it. Pray. On a weekly basis, add, add it to your... Let, don't, leave, don't leave things to chance. Are you there with me? So much that Jesus says that, that your joy will be complete. So who will tell me that Christianity, there's no happiness in it? He wants our joy to be complete. He wants us to be happy. I mean, what father is there that doesn't want his children to be happy? Think about it. We earthly fathers. If we know how to give good gifts unto our children, how much more our heavenly father? Is somebody hearing me? Now, life is such that we also need grace. Grace is an enabling factor. Grace is like mercy. Grace is like, you no, know, grace is like um, unmerited favor. Sometimes it is seen as a favor by something too that empowers us to do certain things. Even the fact that I'm speaking, and I'm speaking continually without even referring to the Bible or whatever it is, or the fact that I'm able to read my Bible for about hours, and it's all grace. Are you there with me? It varies from place to place. If it's somebody to drive all the way, are you there with me? Somebody to drive all the way from London to Scotland and back. It's just the grace of God. Somebody can drive an articulated lorry all the way. just the grace of God. Are you there? It's just the grace. You, bus, it's just the grace. You see a woman uh, piloting a plane, uh, ship. It's all the grace of God. You get it? People have different grace. There are certain people when they sit behind the computer, the grace of God kicks in. There are certain people when they see accounting figures, the grace of God kicks in. There are various grace. There are numerous Manifold grace of God. And your grace can change from time to time. But one of the appointed ways in which grace comes upon us is through prayer. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16 says, that Let us come boldly unto the throne of grace. So heaven is called the throne of grace. So if you are here, are you there? Probably you love, you love to read. But how about something is about to happen and you have to know, you have to get that grace. How do you increase that grace? Don't stop at that very place there. Every time I'm with my dear wife, PD, every time she wants to cheat me. Because <laughs> when we are going long distance, even Heathrow, they want me to drive. Oh. But meanwhile, when I met her, she already had a car and she was driving. Oh. When I met her, I met her in 92. 1992, that's 30 years ago. She had a car in a nursing school in Brentwood and she was already driving. But now it's like me that I have the grace. But the sad thing about it is that if I'm driving too, she's not quiet. 
Hey, it's too fast. I will break. But what I do is, when I go into prayer, God gives me the grace to, to live at peace. Someone say to drive. You, you put it there. I'll leave it dash. All right, right. Everybody put your, yours there, whatever you want. The grace to marry, the grace to sustain, the grace to handle, the grace to drive, whatever it is, it is given on our knees. There's another thing in life which is also called mercy. We all need it. Because every so often, are you there? We are at fault. Every so often, many times we are at fault. The Bible tells us in the book of Jonah chapter 2 verse 8, it says, they that observe lying vanities, they forsake their own mercies. Are you there? These two things are found on our knees. Once Benny Hinn sold a book, it's called The Unknown Author, because they don't know the person who wrote it, and they publish it. Are you there with me? The Unknown Author. A lot of things, a lot of breakthroughs, a lot of breakthroughs happens on our knees. A lot of breakthroughs happens on our knees. You know, the system we are living in is such that you can drive from South End, Edwin, you can drive from South End to Barcelona and lose your driving license. Because every traffic light, you offend. By the time all the letters come, whether they choose, are you there with me? Whether they choose to take you to, um, how do you call it, a driving school, a driving, what's the, what's the class? Awareness, speed, awareness. It's all by the mercies of God. Because they choose whether, listen, are you there with me? But even that, even, even if you go speed, speed awareness, the devourer, you find out that if you have given 100 pounds to the church, then speed awareness will charge you 100 pounds. Every time you are paying 100 pounds and you are quiet. But when you come to church, then you are giving one pound, two pounds, one pound, two pound. Then speed awareness say, I'm waiting for you. Even the grace to drive. Even the grace to drive. You know, there have been a time, like, don't do what I do, but just do what I say. Sometimes, right, recently, just right, they've crossed the road somewhere around there, and I passed, and I think I was going to 20 or so, I was going past 20, and the camera, pew, pew, I started binding. It didn't get me. It, didn't, it wouldn't get me in the name of Jesus. It wouldn't get me. It wouldn't get me. No, not too fast. Still, still, I wasn't going too fast. It's in between. Just past 20 a little. I think it's last, last Saturday or so. In the name of Jesus. Now, okay, now, the appointed way to also obtain joy. Sometimes, sometimes I'm not happy. I'm not happy. How come I'm, I'm not happy? The Bible tells us that the appointed way to obtain joy. In John chapter 16, verse 24, the Bible says that hitherto have ye asked nothing in my name. Ask and ye shall receive, and your joy will be full. Are you there with me? So here, the source of joy, true joy, happiness, is through asking. Are you there? It's through asking. Sometimes there are certain things you don't have to address. Are you there? You come home and the house is this. The dishes are not being done, and you just go to God and say, Please, God, deal with this for me. Because sometimes, even our voice alone brings another Ukraine war. You get it? <laughs> Especially if Satan is in the air and he twists. You say something, and the word is heard differently. Yes. Are you there? So go to your father. Are you there with me? Go to your heavenly father. And tell him to deal with it. Because he has all the grace to touch your heart. You sleep and you wake up. Things have changed. Amen. Are you there with me? And you will be a happy person. Yes. Is somebody hearing me? Yes, he says the reward is said that it will be seen. The reward will be seen. People will see it. People will be jealous of your life. People will follow you to church. People, the Bible tells us in um, Zachariah, the ten people will hold on to him that is a Jew, that will want your friendship. We want to be your friend. Are you there? Because of these little, little things. Is somebody hearing me? Yes. You see why the prayer ministry is attractive? 
Now, let's go on. Okay, let me just leave you there because my time is almost up. I have only five minutes. Let's go on. I'll leave the prayer now. Now, the next thing that the Bible tells us. So, talking about the prayer, he continues to tell us exactly how we should pray. In 9 and 10, are you there? No vain repetition and that and that. I want to jump <clears throat> and come to the last thing that he says that when we do, God will reward us openly. But let me read this last this thing to you. Okay, it says that also when we are praying, we have to forgive and that our Heavenly Father will also forgive us. Verse 16 says, moreover, are you there with me? Now we jump to verse 16, but from uh, 6 all the way down, 5 all the way down to 15, it's talking about prayer. Are you there? Just learn it. Just learn it and be part of it. You got to be part of it. Start, start somewhere. Are you there? And prayer is such that, are you there? You could begin to express yourself. Are you there with me? In your own language. Are you there? Later, if you want to add vocabularies and want to add certain things, emotions, and you want to learn how to communicate with God, read more of the Psalms. Are you there with me? Even, even the Psalms, the book of Psalms, is Israel prayer book. So sometime, many years ago, we're in the Bristol Church, and there was a gentleman that came. And anytime we come to church, then you open, we are praying. That's how we just started a church in Bristol. And you open the Psalms. They start reading it aloud. They're pacing about reading it aloud. And I didn't understand. I didn't understand, and I felt like, you know, this guy speaking tongues, speaking tongues. Later on, I learned that the Psalms itself is a prayer book. Are you there with me? Sometimes when you hit, sometimes when you're reading the Psalms, right, and you hit certain place, it's something that is happening directly in your life. And what you have to do is that you have to vocalize it. Turn it and vocalize it for yourself. You have prayed. You have prayed. The water you gave me is different from the one there. Really? Okay, now let's finish on this note. Okay. Verse 16 says that when it says that when he fasts, it says that moreover, when he fasts. Be not as the hypocrites, sad, are you there, disfiguring their face. Okay, now let me just stop here, okay. When you see, I don't want to go much into English language, but when you see when, do you know what when is used? Are you there with me? When is used meaning that you would, you would have to, you would have to. Or say, no, no. You're preaching. Are you there with me? No, my teacher also knows English. Master teacher also knows English. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. Amen. Peace, peace. Now. Okay, it says when you fast. Okay, the interesting thing, let me just say this, right? It says when you fast, that means it comes to a point that everybody has to fast. Yeah. Are you there with me? And another thing that I also want to say is that uh, you will notice that there was a time recorded in the book of Mark that they asked Jesus that how come his disciples were not fasting? So proud to Jesus, people were fasting. There are records of fasting. I mean, one of the classical Examples that I heard is that when the Benjamins, this is the book of Judges, when the Benjamins were attacked and they asked God whether they should go and fight, are you there with me? I beg your pardon. Whether they should, Judah and the rest of the people, the Benjamins did something very nasty. They killed a man and this concubine and whatever. They killed a concubine of a man and that, 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 that. And it's all in the Bible. Not only kill, rape and kill them and cut her body into pieces. Very terrible. It's in the Bible, in the book of Judges. Now, they wanted to revenge, and they asked God. And God says, yes, go and revenge this bad sin. But when they went, twice they lost. Are you there? So many times, you know, don't just jump up and say, God said this to me. God said this to me. God gave me a dream. Are you, there? you have to prepare yourself. The Bible says that they went all day fasting and prayer. Then they went the third time, they won. Are you there with me? 
That is one reference of passing. The Bible tells us in Chronicle, if my people called by my name, if they will humble themselves and fast, either the healing of the land, sometimes the healing of the marriage, the healing of the finances, the healing of your health, it takes fasting. So before Jesus came, people were already fasting. So they asked him that, how come? How come? How come your disciples and John the Baptist's disciples, they fast? John the Baptist brought his disciples up and that we have a fasting day. So every ministry should have a fasting day. If you are in part of this church, have a fasting day. How come the disciples of John and we, the Pharisees, we fast? And how come you? He said, listen, Jesus makes something there that changed my life totally. He says, he says, so long as I'm with them, they need no fast. Do you know what it means? It means if the parent is there, the children are covered. Emmanuel, if you are there, we don't expect Malachi or Sabrina to fast. By the time will come that, are you there with me? Can I take and say something very interesting? He says, after the Second World War, not the Second World War, the Vietnam War, a certain disease came from Vietnam to America through the soldiers. And it's like an ear infection, like fungus in your ear. And his son keep on getting it. His son keep on getting it. And when he prays for him, he goes. He prays for him, he goes. At a particular age, when he prayed, God says, no. The son himself has to pray. So certain of our children, they are covered. So you, the parent, if you decide not to pray. Now, the Bible also says that not even certain parents or certain age or whatever it is. Because the Bible even tells us that if you are a good Christian, your husband is covered. But would you be a good Christian? This is 1 Corinthians chapter 7. Would you be a good Christian? That is the question. Are you there? So fasting is a must. Every week, choose something. And somebody may ask, oh, well, because uh, um, uh, Ramadan, the, these people are fasting, the Hindus are fasting. You see, Jesus spelled it all out clearly. He said, seek first the kingdom of God. Your prayers should be kingdom prayers. Your giving should be kingdom giving. Your fasting should be kingdom giving. Kingdom fasting. You might not be able to fast for probably your own children, but fast for somebody's children that they may be saved. That you also, your children will be saved. Is somebody hearing me? You can pick the teenagers in your neighborhood, on your street, and say, today, this Monday, I'm not eating. Little would you know that it even leads to a healthy life. But just by the way. Let's go on. Okay. He says, moreover, when he fasts, be not as the hypocrite, with sad countenance, disfiguring their face, that they may appear unto men. Verily I say unto you, they have their destiny. You find out that he's even trying to tell us that sometimes when you are fasting, you don't have to announce it. But other times you have to announce it. Supposing you are at work and they say, oh, today we are going to have lunch, corporate lunch, everyone. Then you have to tell them, that, oh, no, I'm not eating today. Either. Now even the world has embraced fasting. They found out that it's an easier way to lose weight. They, say, they call it what? Intermittent fasting. But they don't know that fasting without prayer and reading the Bible brings a lot of demons. Yeah, all the Hindu, the power is then, even karate. Yeah, you know, karate, it has a lot of demons in it. Martial art. How did the demons come and empower them? It's true fasting. Is somebody hearing me? The place is quiet. Mm-hmm. Okay, let me close. Will you come and close for me, PD? Get ready. It says that, but when he fasts, anoint your face, please have your bath, and wash your face. That you will not, no, let me just say this. The reason why he's saying that is that uh, there's a type of fasting that is called sackcloth and ashes. Are you there with me? You sit at one place. Are you there with me? And you put ashes on you, and there's a sackcloth. You sit at one place. When David's son was um, dying, that is Beersheba, that son that, you know what I mean, he killed Uriah, the son that came out. Unfortunately, that son died. 
And there's this, when you read Isaiah chapter 58, there's so many benefits of fasting. Is there. Is somebody hearing me? Now, there is a fast that you don't bath. You don't even brush your teeth. Are you there with me? There are certain fasts that you don't go into corporate meetings. Are you there with me? Because now bad smell will be coming from your tummy through your mouth. Or any other means. You may not even know. You get it? Sometimes even your body will even begin to smell. Depending on the type of fast that you want to embark on. Sometimes your stomach begin to make noise. Are you there with me? Depending on the sort of fast that you want to embark on, are you, there? you will separate yourself. Are you there with me? You are in your room, this and that and that. Or you say, I'm having a Daniel type of fast. Only vegetable, no meat. I'm having, there are various types of things. But you have to fast. Is somebody hearing me? I'm not here to spell out that there's this, there's this, there's this, there's this. But Jesus is trying to say that uh, because you are fasting, you've disfigured your face and you turn your body. And when anybody says, oh, why are you walking like that? Are walking as if you've been baptized in lemon juice. Then he said, oh, I'm fasting. Why are you why have you disfigured your face? I'm fasting. He says, When you do that, the people say, Hey, this brother is very spiritual because he's always fasting. But you find out that the brother, that is nothing else. You don't see any blessing in his life. You don't see any blessing in his life. It's all man's connection. Overdraft. Call the bank. Increase my overdraft. These days, you can even increase it on the app. You don't even have to call the bank. Is somebody hearing me? But God has to come in. God has said that these three things, when you embark on it, I will show everybody that you are blessed. If that is the case, and we are children of God, and we are children of faith, then in our own little way, are you there with me? In our own little way, let us begin to do these things. You get it? Add it to your list of things. Add it to your list of things. So, okay, Wednesday, I'm praying for Jack. I'm fasting for this. I'm praying for the family. I'm doing this. I'm praying for the first step. This and that and that. Up to 6 p.m. You get it? Even sometimes if you are in a managerial position. Steward, you have to fast for your workers. But there's something that glues you if you're an employer. It glues the, when they come, they feel fulfilled around you. How do you think somebody that I've known for 21 years still feels comfortable around us? Sometimes we have certain people who've pastored, they are in America. Every time they come, they want to see us. Because it wasn't a physical thing. And you let us cease from the physical things and let us, let us set our eyes on spiritual things, what God has said. And we'll begin to see reward. And I tell you, we'll be happy in the name of Jesus. Rise up onto your feet. Just begin to bless God, begin to bless God. Thank him, magnify his holy name. Thank him, thank him, thank him that you have the grace to apply these truths in the name of Jesus. One of the sure ways that we obtain grace is prayer. So pray in the name of Jesus. One of the sure ways to obtain mercy. Pray in the name of Jesus. Pray. Use the name of Jesus that your joy will be full. This is also an opportunity for you to tell God something. To tell God something. An opportunity to tell God something in the name of Jesus. In As we read in John chapter 14 verse 24, it says, He that too, he that too, he that too, you have not asked, but ask that your joy will be full. Use this opportunity. Use this platform to ask in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Ask using the name of Jesus. So I just give you a few minutes to demonstrate your faith. The Bible says that anytime you have a topic and you're pressing on to God day and night, pressing on to God day and night, it's an act of faith. The Bible says that it was the, the Abraham's faith of giving. It was him, it was that that perfected his faith. The Bible tells us about fasting and prayer, Jesus Christ himself. The Bible promises us in Isaiah chapter 61 that the ministry of Jesus Christ is said that broken hearts will be mended. Sorrow, sorrows will be changed for garment of praise. But it wouldn't happen until you went into a season of fasting and prayer 
when he came, the Bible says that this scripture has been fulfilled. Sometimes scripture, for scripture to be fulfilled, it takes fasting and prayer. Sometimes certain promises concerning your life. Pray and thank God. Pray and thank God. Pick somebody and begin to pray. Pray for your spouse. Pray for your children. Pray for your wife. Pray for your friends. Pray for your pastor. Pray for your auntie. Pray for your mom. Pray for your dad. Your lineage in the name of Jesus. Seize this opportunity. Even at this time that we have talked about prayer. Seize this opportunity and pray like you've never prayed before. In the name of Jesus. Pray like you've never prayed before. Pray like you have a topic. Have a topic. Pray for somebody. Pray for your child. The Bible says that God will perfect that which concerns you. God will perfect any area of concern. God will perfect it. Say people do not have because they do not ask. Today in the temple, he says, my house shall be a house of prayer of all nations. My house, that is the church. Look at the various nations represented here. In the name of Jesus. This is a typical, typical house of God. We thank God and we give him praise. 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 Pray like you've never prayed before. 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 Seize every opportunity. Have a topic. Have a topic that you are praying in the name of Jesus. Have a topic that you are praying. Have a topic that you are praying. Glory be to God. Have a topic that you are praying. Thank you for listening to the Temple of God International Podcast. We pray that you have thoroughly received the word and that it will bless and enhance your life in unthinkable ways. We encourage you to not only subscribe to this podcast, but also to our YouTube channel. Be sure to follow us on our social media pages. We strive to encourage you with the word of God. God bless you. Until next time.